five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> I thought you weren't going to do it there for a yeah, second. Yeah, yeah. Energize Podcast episode 33. We're back. <laughs> Welcome back to a brand new episode of Energized with Ross and Barry. I thought you were going to sing a song there, but you weren't. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, so guys, how's everyone doing? Um, welcome back, and if you're new to the show, welcome. Yeah. I'll rub your loin, man. Yeah. And if you're back again, welcome back to some energised action, as you called it last week. Is that what I called it last week? Yeah, action, yeah. Very me. So, Very. what is on the breakdown for this week's show? Okay, um, on this week's episode, we're going to go through what we got up to during the week, uh, including Ross's new touring schedule. Yeah, that's probably. Uh, also, I was on, uh, I was on an ad as well for, well, home store and more. Home store and more. Um, also, we're gonna go through all the world of MMA, including and uh, fighting, including Katie Taylor retaining her world title. Very Katie Taylor. Very KT. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, we're then gonna move on to the world of football, and we're gonna finish off with a bit of rugby as well. So, stay tuned. Get ready for some energized action. Buckle up, because we're coming. Yeah. But, uh, as you know, myself and Ross have been doing this for a while now, and uh, we build up like quite a very good audience, and people love interacting with our show. But, uh, unfortunately, Christmas time isn't actually that good for some people. And uh, some people tend to hide if they have problems, and suffer with mental health, and just like depression in general. And... Um, if you saw our Instagram page there during the week, there was a post we put out. I feel actually a bit like, I don't know, I feel a bit like, I feel a bit weird talking about this or something, like in a good way, just like, this is real talk. Well, like you're passionate about it. So like, yeah, yeah, real talk, real talk. But uh, basically, we put out a post about Pierre the House for suicide prevention and like, um, I don't know, suicide, like, suicide like affects so many people and it's just like, it's really, really. I don't know, it's such like such a bad way to like end things really. So like if you if you're listening to the show now and you like listen to our stuff to like get more energized or like happy or it sort of because it sort of, sort of makes people's weeks in a way mm-hmm. and like it definitely makes my week. I enjoy listening back. But uh we have a number here for Pieta House, the base here in Ireland. Uh it's one eight hundred two four seven two four seven two four seven. So um yeah, don't suffer alone, don't suffer in silence because like Christmas time is a time where like you sort of rejoice with friends and family and you sort of, you realise what the good things are in life. Like, I mean, like, famous people, like, who have, like, helped the world. Someone like Robin Williams, like, he committed suicide and he, the amount of people whose hearts he touched and, yeah. like, the amount of people he's helped and then he couldn't even help himself, which is, like, unbelievable to think, especially someone of his background and, I don't know, like, for instance, like, don't suffer in silence anyway, just, like, sort of, be you, be happy. Yeah, it's uh, everyone sort of says, you know, Merry Christmas, Happy Christmas, and they think it's all great and all that, but, like, maybe just reach out to, if you know people who are, like, from a different country and they're in Ireland for Christmas, who knows, like, no one might invite them over to their house for Christmas. Yeah. Uh, I know personally because I work with people from the state, states and stuff like that, and, like, I made sure they all had, like, somewhere to be on Christmas Day because, like, it can be... A lonely time for some people, and yeah, look, it, you don't have to be alone. And you might perceive that no one wants you around for Christmas, but sometimes people don't actually think, and they don't think that anyone's alone for Christmas because they have their family there. So 
maybe just check with your work colleagues who you might be unsure or sure if they have family over here. If they don't have anyone over for Christmas Day, just invite them over for Christmas Day or tell them to come to my house. And if you are feeling down on your mental health issues, don't be afraid to ring the Pieta House hotline. They help people every day. And the number again is 1800 247 247 247. Yeah. And the line's open 24 7. Yeah. <clears throat> and like obviously myself and Ross aren't specialists here, but like yeah. if you send us a message, like We'll do our best to get back yeah, to well, we'll, we'll obviously we'll hundred percent get back to we'll get back to everyone, but we'll do our best to give yeah. you the best voice that we can. And like even unfortunately, uh you know me and Barry are big UFC and big MMA fans. Um yesterday Robert Follis, who was head coach at Extreme Couture for a while, he actually recently parted with Extreme Couture, head coach to the likes of Kevin Lee. Misha Tate, etc., etc., and like Chris Lieben back in the day, and um, Ed Herman, uh, like some very notable UFC fighters. He actually committed suicide there recently, and look, well, when I say recently, I mean the last two days. And uh, absolutely tragic news for the world of MMA. So highly well regarded, and it's like hard to believe that someone who can be so highly well regarded and had like yeah. have so many people look up to him and look taking his own life. So, um. Obviously, suicide affects everyone, regardless yeah. of how well you're doing. Like, if you even if you look back at like uh, Chester from Lincoln Park, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like someone who you consider to have the world at his fingertips, yeah. and you know what I mean, wasn't happy. So, don't be afraid to talk to someone and try not to take actions into your own hands yeah. and like, yeah, just talk through. Yeah, it's not even worth it as well. It's just it's not even worth it. Like. I suffered a depression there like a couple of years ago, if not within the last year, and it was just like you can't even think about doing that because you're not only like you're not only like just affecting yourself, your family, but your friends as well, and like it's just not worth it. It's not worth no. it because like really, see, like give it a couple of months, like you're gonna feel way better, and it's just yeah. the way it is. So that life, life is just roller coasters. I mean, like from myself leaving school, like. I didn't think that life was going to turn into this or else turn into that or what there's so many different routes and avenues but like like realistically you're you're always going to be your most happiest when you're doing exactly what you want to do and I feel like doing this show helping people encouraging people has like given me so much like back like mm. put out that positive energy going to get positive energy back it's just the way it works so like yeah there's there's no point Building a platform for ourselves like we have, and then not using it to that's create some good use that's for the it. Thing, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, thing, yeah. Uh, it is extraordinarily important to do. So, yeah, we can't not bring that up. Yeah. So, Barry, tell me about this photo shoot or tell video or movie career that you've now got going for yourself. <laughs> okay. Um, <clears throat> okay. So, basically, myself and Ross trained with each other on Monday. And then uh, Ross told me that his brother Chris, who we put up on the Instagram page, um, was shooting a ad, a TV advert for Homestore More, based here in Dublin, in Ireland. And then, uh, so I went, and then when I was going, Ross goes to me, he goes, wear the Energize t-shirt. And I was like, okay, okay. And then the whole night before, I was like, should I actually wear it? Should I actually wear it? I don't think I should wear it. Because I didn't want to walk in, and then people would be like, look at your man wearing the Energize t-shirt. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I went in, not wearing the t-shirt, right? And then Chris was like, Baz, Throw that energized t-shirt on now. And I was like, okay, Graham. So then, uh, yeah, I was literally only in for like two scenes. Chris was there training me. They got like a full blast of the energized t-shirt as well. So yeah. like, that's going to be out uh, a couple of days after Christmas. So we'll definitely reshare it. But uh, Yeah, we'll, we'll post it somewhere. Yeah. Who knows what aspect. We'll have to see the video to know what where we're going to post it. But we'll definitely at least share it on Facebook yeah. anyway. Yeah. See, the thing is, Ross's brother has such like an amazing story behind it. It's all basically about how like, 
Ross's brother Chris was just like very overweight and then like like realised that like he just can't keep living like this and he wanted to transform his whole life and now he like actually inspires so many people and he still like remained grounded <laughs> and humble mm. I mean like what a story so the, basically that the advert is about like how Chris like got his whole life into order and he's just doing such an amazing job and like Ross and yeah. I both know from even training with Chris mentally like he, He's something special, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's like a professional athlete without the sport to play yeah. it in. Yeah. Uh, that's how hard he trains. That's how dedicated yeah. he is. He's always like pushed himself to the next level. He's always got new targets. Yeah, and yeah, but he's also not just that. He's also so kind and yeah. like, like generous and like just such a like unbelievable guy. Like and like you can see it from the way even like when he posts stuff online. Yeah, like he has such a, a loyal friendship with like so yeah. many people and so many people love him as well. Yeah, yeah, he's like... I, man, I, I'm a big fan of Chris. Yeah, but he's like a local celebrity around Clint Harford. Oh, yeah, like, everyone knows who he is. And, yeah. like, if you don't know who he is, but, like, you're pretending you don't know who yeah. he is because you do know who he yeah. is. The guy with the legs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The amount of comments on his legs on, on the photos that we went to send us was absolutely frightening. Definitely uh, the best legs in the Cowell household. Bar, yeah. bar your mums. And Pete. And Pete. <laughs> <laughs> Very Pete. Very Pete. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of Pete... Uh, it was Pete's birthday on uh, the 17th of December, so I uh, appreciate everyone for Pete's birthday wishes. Uh, he had a really good day. Um, so basically, every year when it comes to Pete's birthday, he's allowed to sit at the dinner table with the rest of the fam, and he has dinner with the rest of the fam, and that's what we do for Pete's birthday every year. <laughs> um, he's an absolute legend of a dog. I'm sure like some people are sick of seeing him at this stage, but at the end of the day, he's like such an... I'm, I'm sure everyone knows about the dog. Like They just come so part of the family. Yeah. And it's just like... When you come into uh, our house, like, you're going into Pete's house. Yeah. It's his house, like, he owns it. And, like, you're lucky you're allowed to be there. Yeah. That's the way it is. And, like, he, you're not allowed to walk into the house without him running up the front door and, like, checking you out and make sure you're all right. Yeah. Searching you. Searching you. Yeah, searching you to see if you have yeah. any dog treats on it. Yeah, but that picture you put up with the sunglasses, yeah. it's just, like, one of the, the like... That's my favourite Energize picture. It just yeah. is, like... Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so cool. It, could be, it looks like, a, like, an album cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, that's our band. Yeah, it yeah, is, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, very Pete. Yeah, but uh, and if you want, you can follow Pete on um, yeah. his own Instagram page. It's Pete underscore the underscore pug, the most famous dog on Instagram in yeah. Ireland. Yeah, he is. He's actually legend. Uh, he's a great form these days. Really is. What age is he now? He's three. So he's twenty-one in dog years. So like, we should, we should really give him a key to his own gaff. Yeah, yeah. The big two-one. Yeah. Um, okay, also on Saturday we actually had a bit of a lads reunion because uh, some of our mates have been away and um, we all just met up, up in Houghton and had a few points together which was uh, really, really good because especially one of, our, one of our good friends called Ross Darmody he lives over in the Bahamas and um, He's a sailing instructor over there which is a pretty cool job to have over there Yeah, he's been there for about two years They're almost on three really, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's not far from three years. And he's doing really well over there. Like, uh, from what he's telling us, a lot of his crew are, like, asking him to do, like, a lot more and take a lot more responsibilities over there. And uh, he even has his own dog over there. And he's just really enjoying life over there. He's got crazy braids in at the moment. Uh, you know what? Dorms is someone who used to, like, we call him Dorm. His name's Ross, but we call him Dorm. Yeah. And uh, he's just someone who's like sort of always walked to the beat of his own drum. He's out, sort of always done his own thing. And like I have a lot of respect for him the way he's yeah. done that. Yeah. yeah. So, well, like, like, well, like, before moving on, uh, like, the, like, the thing is, we also had the opportunity to move away as well, but we were sort of like, right, what do we really want to do? Like, do we want to just like move away to New York and work in a bar? Or do we want to like go to like Florida and be... Uh, 
uh, caddies or like what what do we actually what's actually a good investment into our own life and we're like right do you want to just make this show and try and make it the best yeah. show possible and like I feel like it's just as valuable of what we're doing now apart from I know we're not, we're not getting as much life experience but we're getting like this is all this is all tr- uh, tr- like a, a dripping effect on what's going to be mm. our foundations in a couple of years you know yeah but like our relationship is almost like a marriage as well because like Neither of us can go away for two weeks yeah. without the other one because, yeah. like, the show won't be able to go on without the other one. Yeah. And it's so, like, if I'm going away, I'm really, like, I can't go away for more than four days without Barry because, like, I have to be back to shoot the show yeah. and, like, I can't, like, put all the responsibilities on him for four or five days. Like, I have to be able to, like, put some input. And yeah. the same with Barry. It's really, like, it's like, it's like Barry's going to Amsterdam. Amsterdam, Amsterdam, and he's gone for three days. And I'm like, that's grand. Like, I can do three days, no bother. Yeah. Or if I'm going, I'm going away to Liverpool in the New Year for two or three days. And I'm like, that's grand, no bother. Yeah. But I can't be like, I can't go right, Barry. I'm going to Vegas for two weeks. You wait here. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, I like, I have to bring him with me. Whether I put him in the suitcase or how I get him there, he has to come. Otherwise, it won't work. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but like, it's also like we have so many people listening to the show as well. We're sort of like, there's like a loyalty there. Yeah, you can't let them down yeah. either. Yeah, that's the thing. I absolutely love it. But uh, Ross also mentioned in the Bahamas, like he puts the podcast on, and then he just sort of goes around what he's doing in his house. Yeah, which is really cool as well to believe that like we're doing this here in Dublin, and then mm. people like from America, Australia, Canada, Bahamas are like listening to the show. Yeah, because one of the lads at work as well told me that he woke up this morning to the podcast, and I was a bit like, it was the first time he ever told me he listened to the podcast as well. Yeah, uh, his name's Donald, so big shout out to Donald. Uh, yeah. He's an absolute legend, and he came into work today, and he was he was much worse for wear, and I was like. He goes, you know what happened this morning? I was like, what? And he goes, I woke up to listen to your podcast. You were saying, giving out about Kenny Cunningham and uh, <laughs> Gary Breen on TV. And I was like, actually was, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, sometimes like, I feel like someone, someone goes to me, I was listening to the podcast. And I was like, oh yeah? And they were like, yeah, it's really good. But like, they say nothing about what was in the podcast. Yeah, yeah, so I'm yeah. like, yeah. did they or didn't they? Yeah. yeah, also, if you actually listen to the podcast, like, let us know. And if, like, if you really enjoy some certain part, let us know that. And if you just don't like certain parts of it, let us know as well. Like, constructive criticism, because therefore, that's how we grow. Also, if you really do enjoy the show, make sure to, like, tell a friend or, like, put it out on your story or something. Because, like, like, by word of mouth is the quickest way we're going to grow. Yeah. And realistically, all your friends are going to think you're cooler if you knew it from the beginning rather than the end. Cooler than schooler. Yeah. yeah. Be your own person. Jump on, jump on the bandwagon now. Don't be one of the. Yeah, new- yeah. Don't be, don't be, don't be jumping on the bandwagon when the trains left the station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Very al- you. Also, in terms of other energized news, I know we keep on harping on about them, but the t-shirts have been sent out, and uh, Joanna Leonard put hers on, and she looked great in it. It was a lovely blue color on her. She looked uh, absolutely great. Yeah, absolutely great. Um, <laughs> so when the other people, the other competition winners, uh, two out of five. Erica, Jennifer, Jeremy, Kevin, Kevin, and whoever that fifth person is who can't remember, yeah. you definitely let us remember who you are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, Jer, Jer. How could I forget Jer? Very that. talented artist as well. Yeah, Jer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, guys, when you get your t-shirts, just let us know. Uh, you can send us a picture or whatever, just how we know you got them, because... I'm not very good in the post office, so I was a bit concerned that I might have messed it up. Yeah. Ross was going mad in the post office. Yeah. He was like, Baz, shut up. I was like, okay. Hold on. We should let them know how expensive it was to send them. Why? So they should send us money out? No, no, no. We don't want money out. Okay. But 
When we no, got well, hold on, hold on. First of all, we ran a competition for the t-shirts, if you did not know. Second of all, we did yeah. it out of our own pocket because like we're we're giving back for like what people are giving us yeah, their ears. Yeah, yeah, people yeah. lend us their ears, so like This is a two man show. Yeah. Yeah. Two two man show. Um we like pay for it all ourselves. Yeah. So got the t-shirts whatever, got them printed or whatever. It doesn't matter how much they cost, it was it was fine. Um I think we talked about the cost of the print in the last one. But they are very good quality t-shirts. Because yeah, like, yeah. I actually have some myself and like, they're good quality. Yeah. But we got to the post office and obviously you need six envelopes to the six competition winners. I go, can I have three of those envelopes over there? And they were like, those ones? And I was like, yeah. And they were like, <laughs> three euro each. I was like, for an envelope? For a piece of paper to put something in? I was like, yeah. oh Jesus. And then we got to, and I was <laughs> like, right, well I want to send two to Ireland and four to America. And they were like, Grant, Two euro fifty for the Irish stamps, four euro thirty for the American stamps. It came up to like thirty four euro just to send six t shirts away. I was like, Jesus Christ, that's a lot of money in my opinion, just to send to, for someone to bring something somewhere that they're going anyway. Yeah, but the, you forgot the Christmas card. Oh yeah, yeah, we sent Christmas cards, but I got them for free. <laughs> I may or may not have picked one or two up and work. Or Hopefully six. you don't get fired. Or six. <laughs> or six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, we sent Christmas cards and I think they were a nice little personal touch and we wrote each yeah. personal, personal okay. message in them. So, yeah. hopefully they enjoy it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's that's T-shirt gate. Next week will probably be the last week that we discuss T-shirts on the podcast. Yeah. And also, in 2019, we're going to have an energised calendar. 2019? Yeah. All right. Yeah, so, well, it's, it's too late now, like, you know. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, actually I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Yeah, good show. Yeah, good show. Yeah, we're going to have a 2019 calendar and we'll probably do like the best Instagram images of the year. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's actually such a good show, yeah. Yeah. That Although I really like that photo that we put up out the other night of us with the points of Guinness. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know why, but I'm just like, the points look so good in it, don't they? They, they, they were. Yeah, they were. They, they, they look great. <laughs> Better than us. They're probably like, yeah. oh, points of Guinness, doesn't matter yeah. who it is. Yeah, even Guinness... Liked our photo, yeah, yeah, yeah. very Guinness, yeah, Guinness US, I think, but like Guinness nonetheless, Guinness nonetheless, yeah. Uh, also, funny enough, <clears throat> I know people like say, Oh, so what about followers or likes or whatever, but like we actually went over 6,000 followers there during the week. Roscoe, high five, boom, yeah, um, that's over a thousand since we got to New York, so yeah, uh, really impressed with that. And it's actually growing so fast, it's, it's actually growing, it's like. The, yeah, the ball is down. It's going down the hill very, very fast. Yeah, and yeah. then just in terms of posts this week, uh, Katie Taylor was absolute fire, wasn't she? Yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah. She just like her post was just absolutely outrageous. Yeah. And, uh, the Katie Taylor post like was the second most liked post that we've ever put up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which I like, I, I couldn't believe because it was weird. Not not in a negative way to Katie Taylor. It just seems that less people were also posting pictures of her, yeah. like on social media. Maybe because it was uh, like Anthony Joshua wasn't on the card earlier. Yeah, also, was it, what was it, Wednesday night? Wednesday, yeah, so yeah. it wasn't a weekend, but yeah. fair play to Kate Taylor again. We'll talk about her a small bit later. Yeah. Uh, any any other things for the week? Uh, also, we're actually having another last reu- reunion this Friday. We're going to the Dogs. Uh, what's it called? Shelburne? Yeah, Shelburne Park, uh, 22nd, which is Friday. I don't know what time I'm finishing work on Friday. I'm going to make sure I get off early if I can. And yeah, I can't wait for that. Yeah. Also, some of the lads actually said they're going to be wearing Christmas jumpers to it. I told you it was going to be like a Christmas jumper thing. Oh, I'm not wearing a Christmas jumper. What are you wearing? Nothing. 
Yeah, but like I have, I, a good, I have a good shirt like that. Like it's like all right, grand. Yeah, but no, I'm gonna wear some decent. Like yeah, but no. But if they're all dressed in Christmas jumpers, like uh, like I'm like you want to be part part of the crew, you know? Uh, we'll find out tomorrow. I'll, we'll send a text yeah, to the crew. Yeah, but no, yeah. I'm like yeah, I, I get what you mean. If everyone's wearing a Christmas jumper, I want to like I don't look stupid. But I also don't want to be the only people that dogs wearing a Christmas jumper and I also look stupid there. Yeah. But then again, I suppose you're with your own mates. You don't really give a rat's what anyone else thinks. True. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we also decided that we're actually going to put out our next podcast actually out on Christmas Day, so we're going to record a new, uh, sorry, Christmas Eve and put it out on um, Christmas Day because, like, as you said earlier, not everyone has, like, massive families or yeah. massive traditions and maybe, like... And sometimes on Christmas Day, you, like, if you eat your dinner by 4 o'clock, come 7 o'clock, like, you're just a bit, like, sort of lounging around the house. Yeah, and you could be, like, you could be doing anything and, like, uh, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, t- times are sort of changing. Like, yeah. I remember years ago, I used to, have, like, go to me, my granny's gaff or my auntie's house and have, like, there was loads of people there. Yeah. And so, but, like, now, now as, like, time's going on, obviously, like, your relatives sort of Go their, go their ways and people die and people get divorced and shit uh, like supposedly now I'm going to just my auntie's house with like my two other cousins and me and my mum supposedly that's the plan which is fair enough well like yeah uh, well uh, I, I was sort of leaving out to like what are you going to get up to for Christmas I think my auntie and her son and daughter which are obviously my cousins are coming over to my house I think that's what I've been told and then just Obviously, the farm and Pete. So, I think this is going to be a bit of a quiet Christmas. Normally, uh, I knock up to David Byrne because he was born on Christmas Day, so it's his birthday. So, I knock right. up to him and have a few beers up there most day, most Christmases. I'll probably do that. And then I tend to go out on the 27th because you can't obviously go out and night out on the 25th. Yeah, yeah. So, probably go out for that. To be honest. But other than that, that's sort of my plans for it. Yeah. Like, even even as, like, in the last couple of years, like, I tended not to go out on Christmas Eve either, because, like, I remember I went out on Christmas Eve, like, a good few times when I was younger. Yeah, it's so hard to get a taxi home. Yeah, first of all, the taxi home. Second of all, the next day, you are dying. Yeah. Yeah, and it's very hard to, like, have two points, you know what I mean, yeah. and go home. Yeah. It's yeah. so, like, you have eight points, <laughs> and then move on to the shorts, and yeah. then go home. Yeah. Or, you just don't go at all. Yeah. So, I, I don't know what I'll be doing this Christmas Eve, um... Who knows? Like I'll probably take a ham and cheesy. I've no plans as of yet. Um, I'll probably be having a few drinks somewhere, but who knows? Yeah, yeah, sure. We might even who knows? That. Sure, who knows? We could be doing the podcast and doing whatever. Yeah, we could. Might even, like, could yeah, who knows? Yeah, yeah. But we're going to be doing the podcast Christmas Eve at some stage. So, uh, whether it's during the day or night time, who knows? Yeah, I just want to say something as well. Like also. I know, obviously, before before the end of the new year, we're going to put another podcast and be like, what we're, what we've done and what we're thankful mm. for and what we're like looking to do next year. But like, this is like, I feel like this Christmas is going to be like, this is going to be like people who listen to the show will probably know a bit whatever I've talked about my family and all the shit. But I feel like this is going to be the last Christmas where it's going to be like that. And like this time next year, I feel like we're going to be able to like probably be able to make like a bigger thing. Yeah. Like, I can actually picture us like next year, like smashing next year. I'm telling you now, we're fucking smashing next year. I'm not doing it for me, I'm not doing it for you. I'm doing, I'm doing it for Pete. I'm not doing it for Barry. I'm not doing it for us. I'm doing it for our Pete. Our oh, Pete. I'm actually, like I swear to God, like next year, this is going to be no joke. This is going to be like, have, this is going to have one of the biggest followings in Ireland. I guarantee it for like a, a show of this. Like, like even the way we put out pictures and like Pete with sunglasses on. I mean, like this thing is just like this thing is going to be bossing it next year. The way in the la- within the last month we got over a thousand extra followers. Uh, the stuff that we're putting out, no one else is even challenging us. Like no one is actually challenging us. Yeah, it's like crazy, t- tell me one, one show that's challenging it. 
I think there's some show called the Joe Rogan Experience is pretty good as that. Never heard of it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean in Ireland, we're yeah. like taking this, we're taking this to a next level. We're just doing what two lads, two regular lads like to do, yeah. and like we're trying to do, it except like on a much larger scale, much and we're larger. making sure we get yeah. to all like the best events yeah. and like meet the right people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I can't wait to do next week's show where we recap the year, give our predictions for. Um, for next year and like we'll probably do like we'll probably in terms of like UFC we'll talk about like fight of the fight of the year fighter of the year football we'll like give our predictions who's going to win each competition who was our football player of the year uh give our predictions who's going to win like the European Challenge Cup or the European Champions Cup in the rugby uh we'll probably just like give our predictions for how are Ireland going to do in the football and the rugby next year just like we'll do like a full recap show and then predictions for next year yeah. and uh, I'm actually really looking forward to doing that one cuz realistically uh, I think a lot of people are interested to think what was our highlight of the year especially the year we just had yeah. and then like we even talk about like what was the worst point of the year for energy <laughs> as well yeah. which like it's actually very hard to think what was a bad moment for us to be honest because they, they're actually far and few in between to be honest yeah I don't know I just like I'm doing like I'm doing like when we were leaving school. Like I really wanted to become a professional footballer, and then like I realized like that wasn't going to happen, and I felt like my life had just like it was just like what the fuck do I do now? And yeah. I was just like, there's no way I'm gonna do like 50 years of banking now before mm. I retire in like a two bedroom house where a wife hates me and probably sleeping with the tennis instructor. You know, I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like I was like I make my mates laugh, even if they like are laughing at me or laughing with me, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And then like I was like right. This is the plan. We're after nailing down like the basis of Energize is done. Like it's just like now it's just like a growing thing. Yeah. And like the amount of like feedback we get that we like as in like of like thanks for like even tuning in and liking all the shit. I mean I'm I'm like like I'm not like surprised because like it it's gotten better and we know what we're doing. So yeah. it, but it's all it's also like thank you for getting involved. But like the way like all this shit like like I accepted that I was gonna have like at least a year and a half to two years of shit. Really, I thought it was going to be like six months of shit, but like, I've stuck it out because it's working, but like, I think my family both can see, especially my dad can see that like, there's something actually happening. You know what I mean? I think my sister's sort of like, what a waster. And then like, my mum was just sort of like, you going back to the bank? And I'm like, give me a minute, right? So, <laughs> so like, it's just like, I want to do this. I want to be successful, and obviously, obviously, want Ross to be successful. But I mean, like, I want this. I want my parents to turn around and be like, "I'm proud of you. You absolutely like. You should have been. A, you should have been a fucking." This whole time we told you were waste space. You were actually doing something that we didn't understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Like they're yeah. Like I'm just like I just want to make them so proud, and then like be able to like help them for the rest of them their lives, and like make every, like all my friends proud and especially I'm like I'm doing this as well because it's not like like I can't just stop and then Ross is just there like I want to make Ross proud I want Ross's, Ross's parents have like helped me out so much as well and like some, some of my really good mates have helped me out as well like through the good and the bad times obviously they're more around for the good times because they want all that they all, want, all those sarcastic jokes yeah, yeah. they want to use them sarcastic jokes yeah but like even the way we go very me or very you or like all that sort of stuff people are now like commenting saying very you very me everyone works says that you know it's catching on man I saw a couple of people just saying that to their own mates and I was like I was like that's I'm like are they robbing it but I'm realistically like they probably are because it's like it's contagious oh, or, like two new people at work one new person said it to another new person at work and I was like what? Like that's contagious around work now. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Yeah, although you're, you're in a little dome. Although hold on, I have to actually say something because uh, just say it. Owen Cooney from the last podcast was freaked that we slayed him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He freaked. He was like, he was actually, uh, <laughs> he was upset. But you know what? Right, what? he was in his gaff the other day. Was and he? the two lads we met from Kilkenny, he knows them. Remember over New York? 
Oh yeah? Yeah, he was like, I know them. But he either lives with one of them or one of the lads he lives with is his best mate. Okay. So uh Owen Cooney, we don't actually hate you. No. And no one else. Look. So don't be free. Look, Owen, that was just an absolute joke. Yeah, it was. But everyone in work actually really does hate you. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like... Very before, own Cooney. Yeah, yeah, but before we... Yeah, very own Cooney. He loves free. saying very. Although he does this weird hand gesture with it, and I don't really get it. He says oh, I do it, but I don't do weird hand gestures, so... So you probably think it's like, like, voice crazy. But uh, yeah, I just want to like... I just want to just say thanks a million for everyone tuning in. Yeah. Um, I just want like... Like, realistically, we're doing this because we want to make our family proud and, like, whoever proud. Like, I mean, I, I love the way people tune in. I love listening to myself because I know that, like, first of all, we're giving you the best knowledge in MMA because I know no one, no one knows MMA as much as Ross Cowell does the way it's like an encyclopedia in his head, right? And then they may say, like, Joe Rogan, but Brendan Schaub, but Ariel Hawani, but Barry Moore. But, I mean... Like, I mean, in Ireland, like I'm fairly, I'm fairly sure I'm fairly top of pop. Sure, I won the UFC yeah. Fan Expo over in New York. Yeah. Like, what you want? Like, yeah, yeah, what more? Yeah, do you want, and they yeah. were all sitting there on their blowers doing it, and I was yeah. just off the top of my head. Yeah, but I mean, like, you're, you're getting like top of the range content here for us. I mean, like, I, like I play football to a decent level that, like, I, I can still know how how Knocked things work. Knocked ball by Mike Long one time. That's a lie, but sure look. Yeah, and then look at like like Jose Mourinho never even played professional football. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's sort of like you don't yeah. actually have to be a professional football. Yeah, or look at like your man Robbie off Arsenal fan TV. Like he's a big like sort of like over way fella and like he looks like he's never kicked the ball in his entire life and yeah. he probably has more people watching him on a weekly basis than Sky Sports do you yeah. know what I mean or so yeah. like it doesn't have, you don't have to be like Mr. Football to yeah. know about football or even the full time devils Adam, yeah. Adam McCullough Stephen Housen yeah like none of them none, none of the big internet people play football or or played football to a high level and like they give their opinion on football if you watch enough football you can give your opinion on it yeah. even Big Shaq gives his opinion on football yeah. And if you do me and Ross one favor, right? If you are, if you want to start something like this, or you you keep putting off starting something like this, whether it be a podcast or YouTubing or being a being a Tinder influencer, just like just you may as well start it because I'm telling you now, the way the world is working, this is gonna all work out in a way that like you'll never even believe how good you can make it. Even if you like talking about tennis like I mean create your own tennis page and you'll get so many people to follow you off tennis and then you'll have this community like every time myself and Ross just put up a story we're like putting up polls about who's better or what should happen next and the, the interaction is unbelievable and we're like like we're like how did this even happen we we started off and people were probably behind our backs being like can't believe these lads are doing this doing that and the other but uh, it was definitely one of the best decisions I ever made in my life and uh, it's only fucking getting started and next year it's going to be very Energized. And say? No, I think you said lol, and whatever I say yeah. will not be as good as what you said. So good job, yeah. Barry. Yeah, but even the way we're trying to like help people who have like the, all the, the suicide prevention, the like the, the depression, the like the realness of the show is what I think brings people back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you don't get this anywhere else. No. You really don't. Really, really don't. Ross Cowell, what you make the show so far before we move into the world of fighting? Best show. Ever. Was it ever in doubt? No, it's never in doubt. Never in doubt. You know what? Never in doubt. Before we actually started this week's show, I'm not going to lie to you, Barry. I was a bit like, I don't think we actually have as much to talk about as we did last week. And every <laughs> week, well, not every week, but some weeks I think that. And then you get half an hour into the show and you're just like, it was so fucking effortless. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. As in like, we didn't have to like come up with something to say at any stage. So, um, very energized. Yeah. And like, the more shows we do and like, the bigger the show gets, like the more people like sort of say things to you on a, on a weekly basis, and you sort of remember them as you're doing the show. Yeah. So it's always great yeah. to. 
do that as well. Yeah, man. So, yeah, things are going good. Oh, yeah, I started giving those new tours and work as well. I forgot to say that. Um, first tour I gave was to a lovely Irish couple. They were teachers. And, like, this is just, like, a whiskey tasting only. Uh, they bought a bottle of whiskey afterwards. They loved it. And then I gave another tasting to this couple from California who now live in Denver. And they actually loved it as well. So, like, I'm doing all right in it. So, I'm not surprised. But I wasn't going to say I was nervous. I was just a bit, like... I wasn't. I was unsure of how it was gonna go. It was going well. That's good, yeah. So, yeah, anything so, left to say? I know that sort of covers everything. But uh, we're gonna move into the world of fighting. So thanks, million, for staying tuned. I think, like it's actually so funny. The more feedback I get, being like, I really enjoy just talking about life and the crack and what's going on and blah. You know what I mean? Blah, blah, very blah. But uh, we're going to move on into the world, the fight world. We're going to just start off with some fight news. Um, as you know, Katie Taylor defended her world title on Wednesday and is still the queen of boxing. Yeah, now this one was a real slugger of a fight. Yeah. Um, her opponent, who uh, I'm going to say her name's Caskiller or something like that. Mc, Mc, ha- is it Haskell? McCaskill? McCaskiller or something. Whatever her name is. She was a real dog in the fight, she wasn't was, she? Yeah, yeah, she yeah. was constantly coming forward, head down, swinging the punches in. But for me, this was a real show of Katie Taylor's class. Yeah. She yeah. really picked her shots. She was in, out. And you know what? She was actually like doing such a good job of getting in and out. It was almost as if it was like a video game. She was that good. Yeah. Yeah. She was like... Getting getting those hooks in, and then she was like nowhere there for her opponent to, on the return end of it, and it was so like millimeters like in the difference. But like that's the difference between world class and very good. Yeah, it was her opponent class. was very good, yeah, and she was world class. Yeah, yeah, that was the thing. Like that was like sort like you could tell how much of a champion she really yeah. is. And this is the first time she fought someone who was like very good in her league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. in her league. Yeah, yeah, and like she even got wobbled at one stage yeah. into the fourth round, yeah. and then she she just came back and. She showed true champion heart, and yeah. she is she is the pride of Ireland, isn't uh, she? Yeah, like She's, the Irish public love her. Yes, I do, could yeah. I could not believe how much everyone was talking about it afterwards on a Wednesday night because it was really like it was in a weird little hall almost. Yeah, it yeah. was called something York, York Hall. Yeah, but it was like it was like a school hall, wasn't yeah, it? Was, it? Yeah, Except yeah. like a very large one. Yeah. Um. Absolute masterclass put on by her, and I don't think I've ever been more proud of her. I think yeah. she just looks so good. Her yeah. skill level is so high, and you can see she's actually improved since the yeah. Olympics. I don't even know what to say about it. I was actually like, oh my god, she's actually like improved so much. Yeah. The only thing I wish is that she was actually a bit younger. She could do it a bit longer. I mean, she's thirty five yeah. now. So no, no, like, she's thirty one. I looked. Oh, thirty one. Like, oh, yeah. Okay, I thought she was thirty five. Yeah, I, I was thinking she was thirty four for some reason. No, I thought she was mid thirties, yeah. and I was like. I think she's yeah, like only has a like year or two t- to do it. 31, 32. Anyway, she's absolutely phenomenal. I don't know. I don't know what other girl's going to come up against her and actually beat her. Cause like, yeah, neither do I. Although, then again, I never know the name of her opponent, regardless how good they are. Anyway, yeah. she's like the only name in women's boxing who I'm familiar with. There's another girl, uh, black girl from England, uh, something Dave, I think Natasha, something, and she's very good. I know her. I know her if I saw her, but I don't even know if they're in the same weight class. She's just that good. She's a world champion, and that's it. Like she is a world champion, yeah. So, uh, like, couldn't couldn't be any more impressed or proud of Katie Taylor. Yeah. Uh, also, during the week, we put up a picture of myself and Ross with Paige Van Zandt and our good mate Austin. But uh, typical Ross putting his face in front of Austin. But uh, only blocked his right ear, man. He only blocked his right ear and half his right eye. But uh, our good mate Austin 
won on the weekend as well in victory. victory. Yeah, yeah, so he's four and all now, and he's he's yeah. definitely knocking at the door of the UFC. Yeah, have Paige Van Zant in his corner. Uh, we were, I was actually talking for a good bit over in New York, and he was saying like he'd like to go on Dana White Contender Series, and he'd like to get into the UFC that way, yeah. which I could really see that happening, especially with the Paige Van Zant pushing his corner. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, his name's like Austin Vanders. Something or other, I can't remember his surname, which is terrible on my behalf considering I was talking to Fed for so long. Yeah. But, like, how often do you keep on telling someone your surname? Not very often. Yeah, that's the thing. Unless someone tells you they want more energized content, yeah. and they're like, more, very more. Yeah. Very energized. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, also, there's one thing I want to talk about, about in the fighting world. Um, Tim Elliott was meant to fight, and his opponent came in five pounds over. So the fight itself was cancelled, and Tim Elliott was only Tim gonna... Elliott, another person who Robert follows as head coach of. Yeah, yeah, which is terrible news again. Sorry, but we can't just not cannot stress enough how like sad that is for the MMA world. Yeah, Robert th- follows. Yeah, um, yeah. Sorry, go on and say what you're saying anyway. Sorry yeah. For so before I was rudely interrupted, I'm joking. Um, Tim Elliott made weight in the flyweight. Yeah, yeah, and then his opponent came in five pounds overweight. So then. The fight was is after being cancelled, and then Tim Elliott was only getting half his purse for the sh- for the okay. show. Before you continue on, this is not entirely true. He got paid the show money, okay, which is his contracted amount to get paid. Yeah, but I think what Tim Elliott was saying is that he didn't get his win bonus as well. Okay, okay. So basically, just say Tim Elliott gets forty grand for showing and forty grand for winning. He only got paid the forty grand, and he didn't fight. I think there's two arguments here. He got, yes, he made weight like he contractually said he would. Mm-hmm. And he got paid his X amount. I don't know how much X amount is. Um, and then he didn't get paid his win bonus. So maybe yes, you can argue that he should have got he should have got paid the full amount. He 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 did what he was contractually obliged to do. Yeah. Bar a fight. But then again, he could also fight in two weeks or a month's time. Very short, short turnaround, and then get another payday. Because okay. he didn't actually, he has no, you know, yeah, no, yeah. nothing wrong with him. Although he's, so a big is, cut, he's a big cut to make as well, don't forget that. Yeah, no, that is that is true. It's probably not good in his body to make two yeah. sharp cuts. Yeah. But uh, um, for me personally, Timmy Elliott, I don't think, asked for a big payday. I don't think Timmy Elliott's paid an awful lot of money. Yeah. And I think UFC maybe should give him the show and win money. Yeah, that's what I think as well. Uh, personally, I do believe that. I can't see where the UFC is coming from if maybe... It was some they're paying, you know, four hundred grand. That's to what I was going to ask. Four hundred grand to show, four hundred yeah, grand to win. Yeah, then I could be like, "Oh, well, you got four hundred grand, man. Yeah. Like, relax. Yeah, 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 you yeah, didn't yeah. have to fight anyone. Yeah, you got like, four hundred grand. Something like over Yeah, yeah. yeah. But because Tim Elliott's Tim Elliott, really, see if they pay him his win and show me, he's getting less than hundred grand. Yeah, maybe even less than that. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> I have to agree with you. I think Tim Elliott should have been paid his. Uh, when show me. So do you think it should depend on who the fighter is themselves or what really? Because like, well, it's a different case for everyone really, isn't it? Because like, I think it's because it got to the stage there. Tim Elliott weighed in, he made weight, and his opponent just didn't show up to the weigh-ins, so they never weighed in. So therefore, like, he made the whole weight the day before the fight. Yeah. I think if it was five days out from the fight, and his opponent pulled out, maybe just show money. But like he made the whole way to the weigh-ins. He did everything and it wasn't his fault he couldn't get into the octagon and perform. Who knows? Tim Elliott could have went in there and won in the first 30 seconds and like not a scratch on him and double his money. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I don't even know the fella who he was fighting. So he was probably extraordinarily heavy favourite to go in there and win anyway. Yeah. So for me, I feel like 
Tim Elliott should have been given the nod and given his full paycheck and whoever that guy was should be cut from the UFC. Yeah, yeah. So, so do you think it should be like just depending on who the fighter is whether or not if their I, opponent yeah. doesn't make weight just depending on the fighter, yeah? Well, yeah, I, I think so and depending on position on the card and how much they're making and then also I think each case has to be taken separately and on this case I think the UFC didn't do the right option. Okay, so it's not it shouldn't be like a blanket thing. Realistically, it probably should be, but I okay. don't think the UFC... Like, put it this way. If Nganu pulled out against Overeem at 218, I don't think they were going to be like, Overeem, here's 800 grand. Don't yeah, worry yeah. about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're not going to do that. Yeah, but that's also different for the heavyweights because they, <laughs> they, like, they don't really have to cut. Yeah, true. No, true. But just say Nganu stubbed his big toe and couldn't fight the, hmm. day, the, the, the like before the weigh-ins. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're not going to be like, right, Overeem, there's 800 grand. Thanks for flying out. See so, yeah, you know I mean? so should there be a rule or should there not be a rule? Um I, I, I think they should there should be a rule, but I'd be okay if you see it capped it. Just say they capped it at okay. hundred grand. Okay. You know what I mean? So there so there should be a, do you know what the rule should probably be then? The rule should probably be that there's a rule that you have to talk about it. Yeah, there, there has it. to be some yeah, no there should be the rule should be that there should be a rule. There that, should be there should be some sort of precedent set. There should be yes or no. Cause just say I was fighting uh, on the UFC undercard and I was on 12 and 12. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if someone gave me 12 grand, like, you know what I mean? Like, that's probably only going to cover my fight camp and, like, all right, UFC will pay for your flights and hotel. But, like, you're clearly going to pay for, like, you and then another mate to come with you. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, the whole, the so, whole, the whole team. Yeah, so... Um, sure, there's bills to pay, pay at home as well. Yeah, exactly. So... I feel bad for Tim Elliott, and especially considering his head coach then, you know, committed suicide yeah. in the coming days afterwards. So like he's going through a real rough time at the moment, and he probably doesn't need the extra stress about worrying about when his next paycheck's coming. Yeah. <coughs> just uh, finally, I just want to bring up as well, um, everyone's t- favorite TV show, Geordie Shore. Uh, Aaron from Geordie Shore won his fight there on Friday in Newcastle. In Bama, Bellator, but he was actually fighting on the Bama card. Yeah. Uh, so he's now three and zero. And after the fight, he called out Baby Slice, aka aka Kimbo Slice's son, for a fight. It was, I think Kevin Ferguson, also, which was the same yeah. name as Kimbo Slice. Yeah, I think Kimbo Slice called all his sons Kevin Ferguson. Yeah, well, there's like Kevina, and the, well, that's one of the girls, yeah. and Kev Cavano. Yeah, just they're all named Kevin in some yeah. sort of way. Yeah. But uh, Aaron, Aaron Chalmers calling now a baby slice. What do you think of this now? Um, I'm not too sure what way it's going to work out because Aaron Chalmers or Aaron Jordy Shore, I'm just going to call him Aaron Jordy Shore. Yeah. He uh, has only fought in uh, Bama yeah. and baby slice is signed to Bellator. So I don't know whether he have to move to Bellator to do the fight. But yeah, I'd be interested in watching it. Why like not? Also, he can't keep fighting these lads that <coughs> look like they don't know what they're doing. Yeah, you can't keep on fighting people who, who haven't won a fight yet. Yeah. Yeah. Like that Donaldson fella was 0-1. Yeah. I was like, I looked at him and went, physically he looks like very good shape. But yeah. then, like, watching the fight, I was like, alright, he didn't know what he was doing though. Yeah. It was like, middle of the gym, but not doing the Muay Thai or the Jiu Jitsu. Yeah, yeah. He was a professional boxer for like 10 years. Was he? Yeah. We didn't look it. I know, yeah. Although we did sort of wobble Aaron at the beginning. And yeah. Then one, but, uh, yeah, baby slice. And then, do you know what? The Sun newspaper wrote that, like, Aaron Chalmers against Conor McGregor and I was just like who is writing this yeah, crap yeah, yeah, yeah. no way no way yeah so don't worry that won't happen 
Uh, but we're going to move into... Well, we should probably just talk about that Bellator car quickly then after. You want to um, cover Bellator? Okay, we're going to yeah. okay, cover Bama <laughs> first. Oh, Bama first. Yeah, um, yeah Ryan, Ryan Scope won uh, and I think retained his lightweight title against uh, Mikel Lebu and he was a former UFC fighter, so yeah. good job for him. And it's nice to see someone who was fighting Bama uh, get the win over a former UFC yeah. fighter. So he was a he's a Newcastle native as well, Ryan Scope. Yeah, yeah. And then other than that, like there was just Aaron Chalmers win like after forty five seconds of the first round. So fair play him. Yeah. Also, Reese McKee won, who we were very interested in, seeing, and yeah. so did Fabian Edwards, who we were talking about in the last one. But uh, <coughs> other than that, oh, there wasn't much to be said, was no. there? No. Also, Anthony Dizzy defeated uh, Colin. Freak Show Fletcher. Fletcher, yeah, and like Freak Show Fletcher is like six two, and Anthony D- Dizzy was like five seven, and D- like Freak Show had previously fought in the UFC and got made a show of. Yeah, man, definitely. He, he was just somebody who like looked scarier than was good. Yeah, so we'll move on to um, um, Bellator. Oh, the Bellator card. Um, uh, Michael Mayday McDonald won a decision, and so did Valerie Letourneau. She also won a decision, and um, they were the only two fights that I thought were of note. And then Phil DeFries submitted James Thompson by guillotine in the first round. There is just a quick run through the Bellator news. Fair play, Mike McDonald won his Bellator debut, broke his hand in the fight as well, and I think that sort of sums up Bellator for that. Bellator Newcastle, Bama <coughs> Newcastle. What you make yeah. the show itself? It they had a very good turnout. Yeah, it did do. In fairness. Mike McDonald's fought for the UFC title before. Valerie Returno's fought for the UFC title before. Um, very high le- skill levels of mar- mixed martial arts. Uh, obviously, Aaron Chalmers from Geordie Shores fight in Newcastle was always going to be a big draw. Yeah. Um, look, he looks like he's doing all right so far. Yeah. I'd be interested to see him fight someone a bit better. Although, I would love to see him versus CM Punk. <laughs> like, really see Punk still in the UFC and he's in Bellator or Bahamas, so that's not going to happen yet, but... That's it. Yeah, punk. CM Punk. Oh, you can't, can't give you can't give Aaron another like like fella doesn't know really what he's doing. <laughs> but uh okay, so that sort of covers Bellator and Bama that happened on Friday. Yeah. Uh decent event. I mean everyone seemed to enjoy it, so fair play. Um but then moving on to the world of UFC. Um Robbie Lauder versus Rafael dos Santos headlined UFC Winnipeg. Um, yeah, UFC on Big Fox. Big Fox. This was a decent card as well that they got yeah. as well for Canada. Um, yeah, no, it was a big card. Um, I suppose fights that I thought were quite entertaining were... Um, None. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 Nordin Tlaib uh, actually got a performance bonus. Um, he stopped uh, Danny Roberts. Uh, that was actually a really, really good fight. Um, I was trying to pronounce this other guy's name. That's what I was pausing for. Di Chirico, I don't know. He's an, I think he's an Italian fella. His name's Alessio Di Chirico. Unloaded this outrageous knee on Bambagosi. You're me. Bangabos. Yeah, so that was actually extraordinarily impressive. Uh, John Medeski beat uh, Abdel Trujillo in a decision, so like he was happy with that as well. Then you had uh, Chabler Peace knock out um, Bofando. That's the fellow who beat Charlie Ward in the last fight. Yeah, he did yeah, the yeah. slam. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the more I watched that slam against Charlie Ward, it looks like, like it wasn't as good a slam. Oh, yeah? It just looked like Charlie Ward just like was like... Yeah, he, Turned off. Like, Headbutt the canvas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Marquez got an absolute sick guillotine in. Um, normally we don't go that far down the card. Oh, and then Jordan Mean in the fight pass prelims. Or the Facebook prelims. Whatever you call them. The, the fight that no one can watch on TV. It was two years retired and came back and beat Eric Silva. 
who used to look like he was phenom, and then Usada came in and like stole his life. Can we talk about the fights that I give a shit about and everyone else? Alright, you go on there. I was giving a recap on the entire card. You were giving a recap on the whole month. Yeah, alright, you, you tell me the voice you care about. Okay, Cannonier losing to Bolshevich. UFC like heavyweight division 205. Yeah. Um, yeah, Bolshevich won a fairly good one, well, not one sided, but clearly won two rounds to one over Cannonier. Uh, Cannonier might be, as you would say, brown bread. Yeah. He just looked totally unqualified to be in the UFC the, the last time we saw him fight against Yeah, uh, Glover. Yeah. Um, Speaking of Glover, yeah, <laughs> Glover Teixeira back on the winning the the winning streak, yeah, <laughs> against uh, Sirkinov. Yeah, Misha Sirkinov. Glover Teixeira got in full mount here and absolutely pounded him out. Um, great win for Glover, but Glover's always like ranked like three or four in the light heavyweight division. Never got a title shot, and I don't think he ever will get a title shot. There's something about him that like I have no interest in watching him fight Daniel Cormier. He also doesn't really look that marketable as well. No, like, no, he like he's like a bit of a dad bod on him. Yeah. Like sort of muscular dad bod. And also he's like thirty nine. Yeah. But uh this is a, the fight between Possibino against uh, Mike Perry. This was a fight that everyone was looking forward to. Yeah. And uh were you surprised the way Mike Perry didn't get the win? Um not particularly, because uh, I thought Ponzinibbio actually looked very good. I know like they were all saying he was doing the eye post against uh, Gordon Nelson, but he got in there and knocked Gordon Nelson out. Gordon Nelson's a bit of a tough cookie, so like he doesn't get knocked out by anyone. <coughs> so for me, Ponzinibbio, great performance put in. Uh, really came back in the second and third round, picked him apart. Perry clearly won the first round. So he's put himself up there as a contender, probably top 10 UFC welterweight. So yeah. fair play to him. Yeah, uh, I feel a bit bad for well, not that I feel bad for Perry, but I was sort of willing Perry to win because I wanted to see him versus Darren Till. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. What's going to happen there now? I don't know, but I don't, I'm not overly interested to see Ponzinibbio Till. Yeah, that's the thing, you know? Yeah. It's funny how one fight changes the course of so many people's careers, yeah. you know? And, uh, uh, you know, Chase Sherman, the Vanilla Gorilla, mm-hmm. he actually put out a tweet saying, if this fight doesn't end in knockout, Francis Ngannou can punch me in the face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had a wet decision. <laughs> oh, I bet he regrets tweeting that. Yeah, I heard he's after moving abroad now to a different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in hiding. Yeah, he's in hiding. <laughs> he's in hiding. Uh, also, Ricardo Lamas, who we thought was definitely going to be uh, Emmett, lost. Yeah. yeah, and it was vicious. Yeah, this left hook was from hell. Learned it from Ngannou. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, Josh Emmett dropped down from lightweight to featherweight, and he looked big at featherweight. He, did, he actually yeah. missed weight. He weighed in 148 pounds, but he did take the fight on short notice because Aldo pulled out this fight to go fight uh, Max Holloway. Yeah. So Ricardo Lamas was in a lose lose situation, and he lost. Uh, <laughs> he went. For, he went. He went from fighting Jose Aldo, and if he beat Jose Aldo, he would have got a title shot yeah. to get knocked out by Josh Emmett, who was unranked. Yeah. He won't be unranked after that. No. Yeah, but Holland, he didn't really make weight, so... Yeah, but he's still going to get ranked. Um, get ranked for not being making weight. Yeah. That sounds like... Um, is it Riviera? Oh, John Lineker. Oh, Lineker, yeah. yeah I thought yeah. Riviera didn't make weight as well before. Um, potentially so. Uh, probably was Lineker. Sure. Oh, I got it mixed yeah. up. Well, but they're fighting each other next, so... But moving on to... The main event <laughs> of the evening. <laughs> oh, my... It's just so funny the way we met Bruce Buffer as yeah. well. Like a... a I don't know. It was meant to happen. Yeah, wasn't it? yeah, it was. Yeah, we don't should touch a, my suit. We should have got a video of us three doing it. Oh no, yeah. Next time. Yeah, next, next time. time. Although, like, he actually wasn't like. You could tell he was being paid to be there. Yeah, he's like, yeah, don't yeah, touch yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, Robbie Lawler versus Rafael de Santos. We actually thought Robbie Lawler was going to win because first thought he's a bigger man, former champion in the division, facing Rafael de Santos, who actually just showed who's boss. Yeah, this was a completely one-sided decision. Uh, Fifty Raf- forty-five. Yeah. 
across the board. Uh, Dos Anjos took him down, elbowed him in the head, got him up against the cage, like unloaded about 20 or 30 unanswered shots by Lawler. Yeah. Lawler didn't look very interested. Or he didn't, like, it wasn't Robbie Lawler we saw fight Rory McDonald anyway. Yeah. yeah. Like, the zombie didn't even come out in the fifth round. I thought it looked as if like Robbie Lawler has had done something wrong recently, and he felt like he needed to get a few digs. Yeah, he felt guilty about felt it. Felt guilty, yeah, yeah. It, it was, was weird because you see the way he was like wasn't even really dodging the punches. He was just sort of like maybe he was waiting for the punches to really wake him up. But by the time he woke up, the fifth round was finished. Yeah, and look, Sanjos nearly outlanded him two to one strikes, and probably three to one on significant strikes. Like he really sort of beat up Robbie Lawler, and. Yeah. It was quite shocking to see, especially considering like Rafael dos Santos was actually considerably smaller in size wise. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'd rather be a former champ. I think the question is, is Ordia next for Tyrone Woodley? I want to see that. That's what I want to see. Yeah, I think so. Um, I know Colby Covenant's waiting in the wings, but really, see, I'd I'd rather see Ordia fight uh, Tyrone Woodley. I think Ordia is a better sell, easier sell because you yeah. can show the you can show he beat Robbie Lawler. You can also show the belt that he previously had. Mm. You know what I mean? And I think it was extraordinarily impressive to be. Robbie Lawler for five rounds, like be every single round, like to be in there for twenty five minutes, for Robbie Lawler and win every round. Like Johnny Hendricks couldn't do that. Neither could um, me. Neither could Barry Moore. Yeah. And <laughs> neither could Roy <laughs> McDonald. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Ordia did it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's sort of weird though. There's something about Rafael dos Santos. Like I'm still not sold on him at welterweight being like the best welterweight in the world, but. He put himself in a position to prove he is the best welterweight yeah. in the world. Yeah. He sort of like he, he looks like he's like. Reinvented because he feels yeah. like he has to reprove himself again. Yeah, I was listening to talk on I can't remember which podcast I was listening to talk on, but he was saying that he was weighing 195 pounds uh, going into like when he was fighting at 155, and he was saying that when he was in school as like an 18 year old, he weighed 178 pounds, and he was like, That was my natural yeah, weight, yeah, that's yeah. the way I should yeah. be. And this or maybe it was at the youth, the Winnipeg. Uh, countdown show it was, was, yeah. It? Yeah. yeah he was training was like, with like his son yeah, yeah his, son, his son looked quite old as well yeah. he must have had a kid of like 18 or something who knows but he he's just like this weight class suits me this is where I can form at my peak um, this is the best RDA I think I've ever seen yeah definitely yeah. although like he was, he, he was looking good when he was meant to fight McGregor remember when he yeah. hit his foot yeah but he's, he's mixing up very very well yeah. I suppose speaking on UFC news one of the guys commented on our Instagram post and said we have to give Nate Diaz a shout out <laughs> So, if we're going to give Nate Diaz a shout-out, he wants to say he was the greatest of all time or something like that, which he clearly isn't, but... <laughs> anyway, here's the shout-out for Nate Diaz, but if we're going to talk Nate Diaz, if Nate Diaz was to come back in 2018, who would you like to see him fight? And you can't say Conor McGregor, you have to say him fight, see him fight someone else. Um, it's going to have to be... It's going to have to be for a title, is it? No, it doesn't have to be. Just any fight. It could be like a super fight. Nate Diaz versus... I actually don't know, man. I don't know. Because he's, he's like out of the game now and there's so much other stuff going on. All these other mini storylines. You know what I mean? For me, I'd like to see Nate Diaz fight Eddie Alvarez. After watching oh, yeah, that okay, yeah. fight, yeah, I'm yeah. just like, sold. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. I'd be like, Eddie Alvarez versus Nate Diaz. Winner fights whoever's lightweight champion at that time. There, that's a very good show, yeah? Yeah. Do you think they're actually... Don't you know the way he said he was the... Eddie Alvarez said he's now the... When he fought... violent man in the UFC. Yeah. Do you think there should be a belt for that in each weight division? I don't, well, I'm not going to say in each weight division, but I almost feel like he should have, like, it should be like a crown as opposed to a belt. Because if you give a belt, then, like, that devalues the actual lightweight belt. But if you give him, like, a crown, it's a bit like, right, that's him. 
Yeah, but I think that's I think that's cool because they're gonna be selling that in yeah. each, each show, being like the most violent man. Yeah, but I feel like they have to put him against someone who's gonna like be willing. Like you can't put him against Chad Mendes who wants to, like uh, obviously they're not the same way. Damian class, Moore. But, like yeah, you can't put him against someone like that who wants to like absolutely grapple the, the, the life yeah. Yeah, 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 you have to put him against someone who's like willing to be equally violent. Willing, very willing. <laughs> yeah, but uh, also there's no UFC this weekend. Unfortunately, it makes us all very sad. But uh, UFC two nineteen. Is going to be on on Saturday the thirtieth of December, the day before New Year's Eve. So the eve of New Year's Eve. Also, at UFC nineteen, there was supposed to be Emil Meek versus uh, Usman, and that's actually been moved to the January fourteenth card with Jeremy Stevens and Du Hoi Choi headline that one, and that one will be a barn burner. Yeah, they're getting like it's like permits <laughs> permits to fight there. Yeah, already happened. But um, Ross Cowell, I think that sort of completes the fight world. Segment of the show Fight game completed it Anything else to say? No um, As I said Looking forward to next week's show And The year end show In terms of talking about fighting Because next week We'll break down UFC 219 Which is yeah. going to be a great card And then the following week After UFC 219 We'll probably be like The first of January 2018 Forgot yeah. what date the first was going to be We'll probably give our breakdown on what we thought was fight of the year, what who we thought was fighter of the year, and uh, who we are expecting to be champions next year, etc. etc. The Enjoys Awards. <laughs> the award show. Yeah. So thanks a minute for staying tuned so far. We're gonna move into the world of football. So uh Ross Cabo, what you make of the show so far? Well I think we did a good job on the fighting segment there considering the fights at the weekend weren't the most thrilling yeah. and also that there wasn't actually that much breaking news in the fight world this week. Yeah, that's the thing, yeah. Yeah. So, also, before we move on, is there any, any, have you heard any more about Conor McGregor or anything? Because people love hearing about Conor uh, McGregor. Conor McGregor has come out and said his next fight will be a real fight, aka MMA fight. So hopefully that's actually true. But we all know that Conor McGregor is going to go where the money is. So wherever the biggest paycheck will be, that's where Conor McGregor will be. Okay. All right. So we're going to move on to the world of football. So thanks a million for staying tuned. And if you're still tuned, very you. Very you. Bra, 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 bra. Okay. 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 All right. Big Shaq. I'm Buzz. Back to normal. We're gonna pretend to edit this out of the show, but leave it in. Okay. So we're moving on to the world of football. And uh, first of all, we want to give a massive shout out to our good mate James McLean, who won the RTE Sports Person of the Year. Very James McLean, Ross Cabo. Yes. And um, fair play, James McLean. Really wears heart and sleeve for the country. Yep. Was definitely our best player, in my opinion, during the World Cup qualifiers. Very happy for him to win. Uh, me and Barry both actually discussed before the show what we think of him winning it. And we both sort of thought maybe Katie Taylor would have won it. Yeah. But I think the votes would have been in before Katie Taylor put that performance on at the weekend. Yeah. So I'd say if you take out the performance that Katie Taylor put in at the weekend, I'm fairly happy to give James McLean. I think James McLean also stole... A lot of hearts when he was crying after yeah. we didn't qualify for the World Cup. Yeah, not only that, but like some of the goals he scored during the campaign were very good for us, and he was actually a top goal scorer during the campaign. So fair play, to James McLean, and he, he played a numerous amount of positions across the campaign as well. Like he was left yeah. back, he was left mid, uh, he even came in centre midfield one time. I think he even might have played up front one of the games. He's really willing to do anything uh, for the Irish team. So fair play to him. Yeah, he really he really like changes when he puts on that green jersey. Yeah. So fair, fair play to them, and fair play to the equestrian team who won sports team of the year. I didn't even know we had one. Well, there you go. But I'm sure half the people didn't even know that either. Yeah, 
the Irish horse riding team. Unreal. If you knew Ireland had a horse riding team, shake your head. Like, nod. You just see person, someone walking down the road now shaking their head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very. And very goes. them. Very them. It is very them. Right, so Premier League. Yeah, but uh, we're also looking to see what other like really big news there is in the Premier League. Uh, but uh, we decided that we'd look at some players that are going to be able to able to t- negotiate with new teams come January because there's less than, almost six months left in their contracts so uh, there's just a couple of people I'm just going to name them and then we're going to go through what we sort of think is going to happen so there's people like Sanchez, Alexis Sanchez Meza Ozil Ross Barkley uh, Fernandinho from Man City Ashley Young Herrera Mada Shaw Fellaini everyone's favourite footballer Marwan Fellaini uh, Fernando Torres Buffon Chiellini Robin Ribery Emre Chan and Jack Wilshere I know I just named a load there, but uh, is there some players you want to really look at that could end up negotiating new contracts in January? Could could leave or else see out the rest of their contracts on the boss man rule? Right, for me, we'll start off with Arsenal. Alexis Sanchez, he definitely moves. I think he stays in the Premier League. Meza Ozil, I think he's going to sign a new contract with Arsenal. He's playing quite well for them at the moment. And I think Arsenal are willing to give him 200 grand a week and that's enough for him to stay. And I think Jack Wilshere will also stay for Arsenal. He's also getting a bit more game time. And I think he's like very like proud to be an Arsenal player. Do you know what I think if like Jack Wilshere left, he'd be on less money. Yeah. And he's less of a less of an attraction somewhere yeah. else. You see, yeah. The thing is, like you see him sort of like filling in for Swansea sort of thing. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah so like he's probably like he was the big dog when he was like seventeen, eighteen. Yeah. Like, but now it's sort of like it's it's like it's almost like the what, jock like, in school, and you're like, oh, that guy who like got all the girls and stuff, and then like. Fast forward like 10 years time You see that guy Just sitting in the bar Talking about how cool he was Back in the day Yeah Like I see like Jack Wilshere All these injuries Are adding up And it's just really like Although he's, he's actually Had a run of form recently That he's actually Not been dreadful yeah, Well not dreadful But he's actually Getting a few games For Arsenal Yeah but it's unfortunate People like him People like Luke Shaw People like Torres Who have got big injuries That yeah. they're not They're not the same after. They're not the same Because they don't yeah. go Into the tackle That Yeah they're like Off oh, this tackle could injure me for the next six months. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm like, with that shit going on in your head, man, you're not yeah. going to go in full in. And the thing is, that's how you get injured. If you don't go fully hard in and yeah. you sort of flimsy into it, you're going to get broken where you need to go in hard and th- like that's how you don't get injured. I remember watching Van der Sar play his last two seasons at United and like when there was like a 50-50 ball for him and defender, you could see he wasn't as committed into it. He was like, if I get injured now, I'm, I'm like retired. I guess you know yeah. I, mean? um, I never really looked out for that, Paul. Yeah, well... Uh, I just remember seeing it because, like, I remember looking at Van Tarn and go, "He actually looks very old." Yeah, he looked, like, he looked like Tony Hawking, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, you forgot to mention Ross Barkley. Yeah, this Ross guy, Barkley. This, yeah, go on, go on, no, no, go on. I was gonna after you, boy. All right, know? well, I was gonna say Ross Barkley. A year ago, two years ago, and like had a 50, 60 million pound price tag on him. Yeah, and like ever since that price tag has been put on him, he hasn't lived up to it. Yeah, he hasn't put in the performance for Everton. Like everyone were looking at him being like, he's our Frank Lampard, he's our Steven Gerrard, he's our Patrick Vieira, he's our Wayne Rooney, and he just hasn't lived up to the hype. And yeah, I remember, don't know where remember, he's, I don't know where he's gonna go. No, do you remember he went to Chelsea? He was about to sign, <laughs> and then he just changed his mind. Yeah, at that beginning of the season, and now like you can barely even get into that Everton team. Yeah. who are doing dog shit. Although well, they're improved the now. Yeah, yeah. Under Big Sam. Under Big Sam, yeah. But like, where's someone like Ross Barkley going to go to? Bournemouth or something? I think he's going to sign a new contract with them. Or he might get that move to Spurs. Because Spurs are, will pay him in around the same. And I don't think he'd get his game with Spurs now. That's or I don't thing. think he'd start Spurs. But I think he'd see Spurs as more attractive. 
see the thing is these lads you also forget are like multi-millionaires and they all have egos you know what I mean they're all pulling in, up in the Lambos and the Ferraris yeah and the Bentleys and yeah. the you know what I mean like, yeah. And then yeah, like they, Ross Barkley 100% has Orby like 8 I think that's the number or 10 or whatever oh, the number Rooney's is 10. yeah, yeah so. Orby 10 like on the headrest of his no, car no Rooney's 10 or 8 Orby 8 no um, Orby Soap yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah but I mean People like him have such a massive ego breaking sort of into the England squad. Mm. He's not going to show up and start playing for like Huddersfield or uh, some relegation battling side. Yeah, he's not going to move to Stoke. Yeah. Yeah. He's, I could see him re-signing for Everton or maybe getting not so much as Chelsea, maybe a Spurs move just because Spurs might be like, if we can get him for 80 grand a week, that's like decent. Yeah. Well, like <clears throat> looking at the United players, right? Ashley Young, Herrera, Mata, Shaw and Fellaini. I can see Herrera going back to Spain. Yeah, just because like he's not getting in his game you know, at the moment he's not performing the best for you know, at the moment I think a Spain move back to Spain cause especially considering I think like Atletico Madrid and like maybe a Barcelona are sniffing around and being like he'd be a great player to get in for the squad maybe maybe if like you know they went for Griezmann and yeah. put Herrera part of the deal yeah uh, Luke Shaw I think he's going to sign a new contract I think no one's going to pay him as much as he's getting paid no United. way no way and I don't see like even if he, he I'll just say Luke Shaw's earning 120 grand a week I'm going to assume that's what he's earning around he went for 30 million if you know it off from 100 grand a week I know it's 20 grand a week pay cut but I don't think anyone else would pay him 100 grand a week I don't think so and I think he'd have to move a good bit down yeah although there is talks of maybe him going to Spurs and Danny Rose coming to United I don't think that's a good move for uh, yeah. Spurs no I don't think so either but yeah. I know there's talks of that especially considering Ben Davies is very good as well uh, then yeah. Fellaini like there's always talks of him going to Turkey yeah, I don't know why there is, but yeah, well, like Tur- like it's like Turkey. Yeah, it's like Fellaini's Turkey is always the rumor. I think Fellaini's <laughs> going to get a new contract because I think Mourinho likes him too much. And yeah, but how much is Fellaini worth a week? To me, he's like worth actually about seventy five grand in terms of United stature. But like, I feel like he's going to get a hundred grand a week. Suppose he wants like hundred and twenty grand a week or something like something around that. Although in fairness, you paid thirty million pounds for him as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. At the time, like that would actually be worth about fifty five million pounds now. You know yeah. what I mean? So. Although, imagine paying £55 million for Fellaini. But, uh, like, I, I don't know what's going to happen with Fellaini. Put it this way. He can't, he, he can't, he can't just... You know he pay the wages too well, like, yeah. as in, like, yeah. wherever he goes, he's getting less money. Yeah, and especially the, when they, the, during the summer when they do, they're travelling around the world, they're saying in five-star everything. Yeah. Like, if, where's Fellaini really going to go? Like, there's, like yeah, he's probably, yeah. straight, probably trying to play hard to get, but he's like, where is he actually going to go? Where, Southampton? Oh, you know what? I could randomly see him, like... If AC Milan have a bit of cash, like an AC Milan move or something, you know what I mean? Like, not very good Italian team, maybe. Yeah. But I mean, like, yeah. then then he loses credit. Like, yeah. then, then he's not as, quote, quote, famous or he's not going to... Also, with the way this United squad's going, you know what I mean? He's, you almost want to hang around. And I think Ashley Exactly, Young, that's my point. You want you want to see what's going to happen. <laughs> and then I think with Ashley Young, it's not so much the money. I think the money's agreed upon. I think Ashley Young wants a two-year deal yeah. and United are only offering him a one-year deal. Yeah. And I think at this stage, we should almost offer him the two-year deal. He's... Yeah. Playing brilliant this season, yeah. uh, like you might as well give him that confidence boost and like keep him within the side. Yeah. And, he, and then and he's, well, also, he's also broken back into the England squad as, yeah. after like what, back in the England squad. You mean the squad for the World Cup probably? Yeah, probably. And not only that, but like realistically, if things aren't working out, you could always sell him the following year. You yeah, know what I mean? and also he's won the league as well, so he's yeah. also a good man to have around the squad. Um, yeah, what about Mata? There's uh, Mata as well. Mata, I could see Mata going, to be honest. He's going to get either rid of, rid of Mata or McTarion, but I yeah. think it's going to be McTarion first because he's been eligible for the last few games but still hasn't been made the squad. Whereas like Mata's won the, the Champions League, the Europa League twice, yeah. uh, the Premier I think, League. I think Mata's will, more willing to do what Mourinho wants him to do. 
Uh, I yeah. he's more willing to fit in the system. But I could just see an Atletico Madrid or like a move back to Spain uh, potential for uh, Mata or even a move back to Valencia because Valencia are doing very well at the moment. Uh, potentially for Mata although I'd hate to see Mata sign somewhere else for free I think that yeah. would be a travel see he, he does a lot of stuff a lot of charity if you know it yeah. as well as well as, as actually young so I just yeah. he might not want to move I feel I feel like the lads in the squad would like Mata and like Ashley Young yeah yeah. Um, what about Torres Fernando Torres Atletico Madrid he, he's had such a weird career after like exploding for Liverpool going to Chelsea and then going to Atletico and then AC Milan and then back to Atletico and now just sort of he just doesn't seem to have that bite anymore. He's poor. He looks like he's sort of doing it for the paycheck. You know he, I mean? He's just like a very highly regarded in name terms substitution. Yeah, yeah. But he was like when he was playing for Liverpool, he was probably the best striker in the world. Like he was hmm. he, like just dangerous. In fairness, he seems to be like decent. What I would call for a Liverpool. I feel like he scores about twelve goals a year for them. Yeah. But I feel like he scores a goal. When the 3-0 up, when he's like, there's the fourth, lads. Yeah, 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 you know what I mean? Like, I feel like he doesn't score the big goal. Where would he go? I think that's sort of the thing. I think he's sort of like... He may move to like Sevilla or something. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like it's like a sideways, a sideways yeah. to backwards move. Or yeah. maybe another stint in Italy at, a, at like a Lazio or a Roma. You know what I mean? I don't see him... You'd almost, you'd almost sign him if you can get him at a decent wage for the jersey sales alone. Yeah, but would you make him your number nine? You know what I mean? You're number one, number nine, if you know what I mean. You know where actually could be a good move from? If you went to France for a year. That's what I was thinking, yeah. but like, what, like, would Lyon make him their number one? Maybe Marseille number... would. Maybe Marseille, yeah. Yeah, Marseille. I could see him going to France and being able to score 20 goals in the French League. He'd probably, he'd probably want to go to a Champions League side as well, though. Although, what age is he now? 33 through 4? Yeah. So. Who knows? Um, is there anyone else left in that? Fernandinho. I feel, I feel like Man City are just going to resign yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, made the most, the most uh, successful tackles in the league as well. Oh, like yeah. that's, that's, I think that's sort of um, the gruesome twosome from Bayern Munich, Robin and Ribery. Uh, like they're running out of contract at the end of the year. I think they're Robin's probably pushing. He's after retiring from Holland. He's they're both six. Yeah, I was going to say both, sorry, thirty four, thirty six. Yeah, I was going to say they're both between thirty four and thirty six. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do they do? Because they like I feel like they're on such big big wages as well that like they, they wouldn't they wouldn't be over hundred grand each because Bayern Munich doesn't pay that much. Oh no no! Bournemouth definitely pays. What over one hundred twenty grand? Yeah, I'd say so. For those two, yeah. Like Robin came from Real Madrid. You know what I mean? He wasn't on Trump change. Yeah. Um. See, Robin and Ribery are still two very good players. But I don't they... know if you can get ninety minutes out of them. So. Well, they're back in the squad this year. It's just more like Douglas Costa, who was like one of the most lethal people yeah. that caught in from the right on the show on the left. He's had to be sold to Inter Milan. I think it was. Correct me if I'm wrong. Or um, even AC Milan, cool. maybe. But well, uh, it was at Juventus. And then, oh yeah. no, it is Juventus. Sorry, yeah. it's got to Juventus. Yeah. yeah. Whereas, like, he was challenging Robin and Ribery for their positions, mm-hmm. and then they obviously outlasted. So, who knows what them? Re- like, I mean, who knows? Who knows? I I think they re-signed one of them, probably Robin. Yeah. And like, I don't know. Ribery. And Ribery actually. Who knows? Ribery. I I just don't know where those two would go. To be honest, yeah. I feel I feel like they've been such like a mainstay of Barcelona. Yeah. Ribery actually also played. Sorry, Ribery also actually played for Marseille and Galatasaray. And when he was at Galatasaray... Actually, you know what? I could see Ribery going to Besiktas. Because Besiktas seemed to have a bit of cash at the moment. They seemed to have a real, like, sort of... The who's who of rejects in their team. There you go, yeah. But I don't see Robin being sold. You don't see Robin being sold. Or, well, let go either. Yeah. And uh, then, uh, also in Liverpool, Emre Chan. Who seems to be messing around Liverpool a bit, really, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah, and he's also, like, one of their best players one week. 
and then not so much the next week. So I don't know what his buzz is. Um, I think he might wait and see the Liverpool sign someone in January and then decide what he's going to do. Because he'll um, know where Liverpool's direction's going. Yeah, Liverpool really <laughs> need to sort out things. But that's sort of that's sort of done with the football chat. We're just going to mm. move into some of the fixtures from last week. Okay, we're going to kick it off on the Saturday. We're going to kick it off on the Saturday. First of all, uh, Manchester City beating Tottenham Hotspur 4-1. Um, Roscoe, what you making is 4-1 Manchester City. They're actually just unstoppable. And it, it was basically 4-0, let's be honest. Yeah. Christian Eriksen scored a consolation goal in the 90th minute. Um, I, th- I think Pochettino came out before the game and was like, I don't know how to stop these. You know what I mean? Something along those lines. And I was a bit like, that's a bit much. But Man City are by far the best team in the Premier League. And I think the question is now, can they be beaten? As in, like, will they go the season unbeaten? Um, They've won every game well. or won. Pretty well. I actually forgot that... Uh, it was actually a double game week this week, and they kicked the they actually kicked off on Tuesday. Ah, sure. Look, Tuesday was Wednesday were so far away. It doesn't really matter, does it? Yeah. So Man City, Man City won, beats Tottenham four one. Um, also another big game. Let's see, Arsenal beat Newcastle United one nil. Um, Ozil scored them like a Zinedine Zidane esque goal against uh, Bayer Leverkusen, and this one left footed volley was absolutely phenomenal goal, but. Apparently, Arsenal's performance is very poor, but three points is all they need, isn't it? Yeah, and then uh, Chelsea beating Southampton 1 0. My mate Marcus Alonso with a free kick. Your mate, man, your mate. Uh, also, West Ham won 3 0 away against Stoke. That's a very good result for Moisey. Yeah, Moisey's got on a bit of a roll as of late, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, <laughs> they haven't been conceding goals at all. Didn't concede against Arsenal, didn't concede against uh, Stoke. Doing well. Yeah. Uh, Huddersfield beat Watford 4 1 away. That's a very good result for Huddersfield. I was actually shocked at this result. And. I think Huddersfield went down to 10 men as well. Very Huddersfield. Yeah. Um, there was a classic at Brighton, the whole Albion versus Burnley. It was nil all. The amount of goals in that game. Yeah. Burnley, uh, Burnley are like doing very, very well. They're definitely going to miss Robbie Brady as well. Yeah. Um, Leicester City lost 3-0 to Chris Palace. Ross Cowell, your mate Zaha. I think Benteke was actually the main man in this one. But, <laughs> look, at the end of the day, a shocking result. I never would have predicted 3-0. For a if you told me one, that game finished 3-0 I'd be like yeah for Leicester yeah yeah. and Leicester were actually on a roll there before that um, <laughs> then in Super Sunday Bournemouth lost 4-0 to Liverpool very Bournemouth um, yeah sort of all Liverpool's main guys got on the score sheet didn't they yeah and then like uh, Firmino, Coutinho and Salah all score goals and then finally West Brom lost 2 to Man United United actually went into cruise control after 2-0 yeah. and then sat back and then uh they actually nearly conceded a second goal near the end as well. It would have been very man you know thing to do to yeah. mess it up. Yeah. But um yeah, and then tonight, which is Sunday or Monday, tonight, Everton yeah. uh won three one against Swansea, which uh Rain, Wayne Rooney missed a penalty and then scored another penalty. So good man was it on the score sheet again. Hung the was it. Uh also on Tuesday and Wednesday is the Carabao Cup quarter finals. Arsenal playing West Ham. I'm going to go Arsenal. Yeah, I'm going to go Arsenal. Oh! They just had a nil-all draw, didn't they? Yeah, no, I'm going to go Arsenal. I feel like Arsenal want to win that. Yeah. And then Leicester City against Man City. Man City, like, reserves will be Leicester. Yeah. Uh, then on Wednesday, Chelsea are playing Bournemouth. No, Chelsea are going to... Jeez, the Carabao Cup semi-finals are going to be loose. <laughs> Very loose. And then Bristol City against Manchester United. Obviously, Bristol City win 4 now. Then we should love these quick fires. Love them. Yeah. Yeah, obviously, United you know are going to be Bristol City. Yeah. Then also... Games are coming up on the Friday the 22nd. There's a big one. Yeah, Friday the 22nd, Saturday the 23rd, and there's no Sunday game because it's Christmas Eve. So, on Friday the 22nd of December, Arsenal versus Liverpool at a quarter to eight. 
I feel like this one's going to have goals in it. Yeah, smell of goals. Um, I think Liverpool are actually going to get the job done here. I think they are going to win. And I think it's going to be 4-3. Four, 4-3 three. Four, three to Liverpool. I'll go 4-2 Liverpool. Uh, on Saturday, <coughs> kicking off the day, Everton versus Chelsea. I think it, have Everton won all their games since Big Sam's got in charge. Yeah, I think so, yeah. I think that could be a draw, to be honest. I, can, big, I can see Rooney derailing this Chelsea train. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think they've won eight of their last ten games in the Premier League, Chelsea. Yeah. So that's impressive. Uh, Saturday the 23rd, is that the day we're going to dogs or are we going on Friday? No, we're going Friday. Oh, okay. Uh, hopefully, the, hopefully the game, that Arsenal-Liverpool game, will be on while the dogs are on. Perfect, yeah. Uh, then Brighton Hall of Albion versus Watford. Uh, um, I'm just going to say Brighton because <laughs> I love the, the way like... Uh, uh, don't know. Yeah, don't know, don't care. Yeah. Uh, Man City versus Bournemouth. Oh, City. City by more or less than three goals. I'll go 3 1. I think 4 1. Uh, they seem to score four goals in every game. Yeah, they do, man. Will they stop scoring, please? Southampton versus Huddersfield. <laughs> Did Huddersfield just. Was it Huddersfield away to Offord and they won 4 1? Yeah. I think Huddersfield are going to win again. 2 1. Southampton needs to start scoring goals, man. Yeah. Uh, Stoke against West Brom. Draw. Lovely nil all. Oh, actually no. I think Stoke win. West Brom still don't have man or like they're still like yeah no they have you. Oh, they have you. Yeah, yeah. But don't have manager. They, they weren't too bad against you either. Uh, Swansea versus Crystal Palace. I'm gonna say Palace just because it'd be uh, Leicester training away. Crystal Palace. Uh, West Ham versus Newcastle United. Ah, uh, Moyes is gonna win again. I think he is. Yeah. Newcastle, are, I think, are gonna feel the effects of not investing in the summer. Yeah. Uh, Burley versus Spurs at half five. No, Spurs are gonna win that. Think so? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. I think uh, I think uh, Pochettino is going to be like, lads, these are ahead of us at the table. Sort that out quick. Yeah, yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah. Spurs, and then seven forty-five. Leicester City versus Manchester United. I actually don't like the way we're playing Leicester after they just lost three 0 I feel like they're like, lads, we're playing. You know, what? get get the game on, and it's like bollocks. But I, I, I think United are going to win three-one. I think you're not going to win that as well. Yeah. See, the thing is, it's so hard for any of these teams to catch Manchester City because Manchester City are just playing football that hasn't even been seen in the yeah. Premier League. And yeah, I'm just, I was actually saying this the other day, right? What were you saying? United last year yep. will be four points behind Chelsea where Chelsea were winning the league. And they actually won 14, 14 of the first 17 games and drew two. You know what I mean? United are actually doing very, very well this year. Yeah. But like City are doing no, better. They are. They are. Yeah, but City are actually doing better than anyone's ever done in the Premier League history. Yeah. Like they're 18 games in and they've dropped two points. Nice. Or like they're they're doing something else. Like they're the best team in the world. They should be the favourites for the Champions League. <sighs> really they should be. I just don't even know what to say about them. They're too yeah. good. Like they actually are too good. But you know what's weird? Because there's no like I feel like there's like there obviously is, but I feel like there's no heritage to that Man City team. So I feel like they're not I feel like the rivalry against United isn't what it should be, if that makes sense. I think, yeah. like, I look at them and go, like, none of them care about Manchester City the way yeah. Man United players care yeah. about Man United. You know, yeah, like, it's more about it. Yeah, it's more like jealousy rather than, like, history. Yeah, but they have no, like, I think it's because they have so few English players. There's just something about it that, like, you're just sort of, like, happy you're getting a big paycheck. Yeah. Like, who's Sterling? Uh, yeah, although, like, that could just be my bitterness, the fact that they're doing so much better at the moment, but... There's something about that Man City team that, like, there's no Man City culture, if that makes sense. Yeah. I say a lot of the Chelsea fans these days who jumped on that bandwagon are like, should have waited for City. Yeah. Then I could be a City fan. Yeah. 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 John McEntee. John McEntee. <laughs> Very John McEntee. <laughs> I think he's the only Chelsea fan I know. Yeah. That, that sort of wraps it up for the week, man. Um, we, as we said earlier, we're actually going to put out the next podcast out on Christmas Day. 
Very Christmas. Yeah, because... Uh, said a Merry Christmas, get it? Yeah, very Merry Christmas. Because uh, the football comes back on Tuesday the 26th, which is Stephen's Day, a.k.a. Boxing Day as well. Is there any massive games on Stephen's Day now? Uh, well, Liverpool versus Swansea and Chelsea versus Brighton, Hove of Albion and United versus Burnley. Yeah, classic. Munster versus Leinster. Should probably finish off with a tiny bit of rugby yeah. there as well. Um, or anything else you want to say about the football? No, um... Oh, well, things we were asked about the rugby were uh, people about people moving over to France. Um, <coughs> this week I actually saw an article, I can't remember who wrote it, but it was on the top 10 best played, uh, paid Irish rugby stars. Yeah. Uh, Jamie Heesup gets 600 grand a year, he's the highest paid player, which I actually thought was quite bizarre because I suppose he was probably Ireland captain when he signed that yeah, contract. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, uh, fair play to him. Uh, Johnny Sexton gets 550 grand. Uh, Peter O'Mahony's up there Tyke Furlong's up there Keane Healy's up there Rory Best's up there Devin Toner's up there Robbie Henshaw's up there um, Obviously I said Jamie Heath was out And there's two other players I'm forgetting So a lot of them are all start- Oh Rob Carney's up there as well it's, so, it's funny how You mentioned all those players And then Robbie Henshaw Is just like the new breed Yeah yeah you know he, I, mean? I feel like when he When he moved to Leinster He entered that bracket of players Tyke Furlong signed a new contract With the RFU recently Which is actually incredible Because there was a poll for best team of the year in rugby, and Ty Furlong in his position got the highest percentile of votes. He got over ninety percent of the votes in his position to be the best Ty head prop in the world, which yeah. is incredible. Yeah, not, not surprised at all with yeah, that. Yeah, so uh, fair play to the Irish rugby lads. Uh, I hope they or the Irish IRFU can do something to increase their salaries and keep them playing rugby in Ireland. I don't know whether they're going to need to privatise it, do it, but who knows. Anyway, <coughs> Leinster won in European rugby this week. They were 17 points three down to the extra Chiefs, and they came back and they won 22 17. Great performance for the lads. Jack McGrath scored a good try towards the end, yeah. and fair play to the lads. Yeah. Their next game is on Stevens' Day. Leinster against Munster. Munster at home in the Pro 14 at a quarter past three. That'd be a big one. Yeah. And then we're also trying to get tickets for the New Year's Day match against Connacht. Very energised. Very energised. the lads. Very, so very energised. Any closing thoughts on today's podcast? Oh no, I just like the way we started raw, ended raw, always raw. Very energised. So guys, as always, stay energised. <laughs>